Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling? This is another episode of the Lion's Den. And we're not really in the den, but we're in the den, okay? Because the show is going on, but we are uh, not necessarily celebrating, but we're practicing social distancing, all right? Mm -hmm. Believe that. But we still got the crew, part of the crew here. We got Herm. What's going on, Herm? What's going on, man? It's like you said, we out here. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's see. And, and, yeah, all right. Yeah, say it again. What you got? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Okay, because you know, yeah, hey, just like you said, practicing social distancing in the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only place I can get some social distance. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. And shout out. Give me a one second. On, Let me try something. Like you said, we out here. Uh, mm. There we go. All right. You got it? Yeah, I got all it. Right. So let me get who else there? Larry, what's going on, Larry? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, hey, everybody. I don't know if y'all know this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. Hey, but it's happy birthday to Larry. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Karaoke King. How you feel, brother? Hey, I feel blessed, man. You know? You should have seen my post, man. You see what I did with the, uh, what's his name? The, the dang old Mexican cartel, dude. But anyway, you know, I'm quarantined, but I'm making it happen, man. My family will appreciate it. Okay, okay. Good, good, good. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, we have our special guest today. We got Miss Michler, right? Miss Michler, wait, Demetria Michler. How you feeling? I'm great. Thanks for having me. All right, all right. Welcome to the Lions Den. So let me give you guys a little, little bit of Miss Michler, okay? Just a little, little bio. So she's originally from Illinois, right. and she is in the military in the Air Force. All right, and uh, she focused her her career field is communications and cyber support. We're calling, boy. Hey, y'all, give us a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yes, her hobbies is weightlifting, indoor cycling, and indoor rowing. She's a a, a gym rat. I know that person, <laughs> right? And I do appreciate that. And she's also the vice president of uh, education for Toastmasters and working through her dynamic leadership pathways. And then she also enjoys um, volunteering and being part of the STEAM events as far as science, technology, and engineering, uh-huh. arts, and mathematics. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Mish. Okay. And then we got we got Captain Redbeard, my boy, Josh. How you feeling, Josh? Uh-oh, where you at? Can you hear us? Yeah, you got me? Oh, yeah, I got you. There you oh, go. great. Yeah. I'm feeling phenomenally. I'm, I'm celebrating the social distancing. I can just stay away from people and just <laughs> nerd out, read my comic books. Yeah, like I was telling you guys, talk to my dogs. I have full conversations with them. (laughs) Right, right. right. (laughs) Let me give you you a little bit about Josh, right? So Josh is uh, born in Southern uh, California, SoCal, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, SoCal in Arizona. And uh, he's also, uh, he also resides in the greater St. Louis area. But, uh, and he's a power lifter, right? Did you get it in today, Josh? 
I did not. I'm actually taking some time off because I like wrecked my IT band. So I am doing some physical therapy and I feel weak because I'm handling like 10 pound dumbbells right now. Okay. Wow. Mm, yeah, I know that. So we're going to talk about that a little later, but in, especially being a, a bodybuilder. But I just want to let everybody know what he enjoys, right? He's a fair weather motorcycle rider, foodie, beer snob, coffee enthusiast, and lazy yoga practitioner. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. And he's also a, a comic book nerd. And he loves Zelda, right? Yep, yep. There you go. And then he also enjoys traveling and have multiple countries and have been to multiple countries in the United States. And he is a logistician. Okay. And he has his bachelor's and master's in, in that subject. So welcome again, Josh, and welcome everybody to the Lions Den. So we got to get it in. But first, first thing first, I do want to ask everybody, how are you doing with all this going on? How are you doing? Herm, how you feeling, brother? Man, I'm actually feeling pretty good, man. I, I know a, a lot of y'all are aware. I know Seth, like you, um, did you donated to my mother's cause, my mother and my sister down in Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, supporting the healthcare workers and also, you know, um, taking donations through their business and then delivering food out to the healthcare workers. Yeah, shout out, shout out. What's the name of the of a restaurant? Daybok Chop House, uh, you know, a lot of people know I'm half Korean. My mother is Korean. She has a Korean restaurant. Yeah, look, they're getting it people in. People don't. Yeah. Huh? I said yeah, I mean, people, up there. people don't really know that much because, again, I am dark skinned, so they don't know that I'm half Korean the way that I am. All right. You know what? That's the end of you. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but I'm saying, shout out to my, shout out to my mother and my yeah. sister, Tammy Brown for yeah. doing what they did and putting it on for the city and showing that even in these times, you can come together to do something good for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Larry, so how you been doing, man? It's your birthday. So this is your first birthday being quarantined. I know, man. This is history right here. I never <laughs> forget my 37 birthday ever in my life. Yeah, you on punishment. <laughs> yeah, I am, man. The whole world on punishment, but it's all good, man. I, I, I'm blessed to be here alive and healthy, so I won't even complain. Oh. I'm not trying to complain. I'm good, bro. I'll celebrate it later. That's it. That's it. Don't we go celebrate together? Trust me. Got something planned. What about you, Miss Mish? How you been? How you been holding up? I'm great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been maintaining the same routines. I wake up still at four o'clock in the morning. I'm working out. I get to meditate. I'm still doing my job. You know, everything's on fire. Yep. You know, I got my future plans. Nothing. Everything's the same for me. Nothing's changed. Big. Not really. Big Josh, what about you, man? Things change for you? No, I'm very much like Mission, this situation where life is pretty much the same other than some inconveniences. Don't go to improv, but I'm hanging out. I'm an ambervert, so I can go either way, go out and have fun or stay in and just nerd out and have fun. So it's been pretty decent. Ambervert. Okay. What's the ambervert? Well, you have extroverts, right? Mm-hmm. Who are people that energize by going out. Mm-hmm. You have introverts who are people that usually like the introspection and like to be by themselves and read, and that's how they recharge. And ambervert is someone that can do both. It's a mixed bag, but uh, it is kind of nice because I can be here and not go insane, but I can also go out and it has helped me in my party days of the past. <laughs> Sound like he got a balance. Yeah, he Trying to, like, trying to. I like it. Hey, and Miss uh, Miss Amber said, "Don't forget, you have a beautiful beard." Okay. Well, thank you, thank you. All right, hey, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, um, if you know or not, um, 
today we're going to be talking about hyper masculinity, but not just hyper masculinity, toxic masculinity and what that means. Okay. What that means. So what I would like to do, I would like to give the floor to the young lady. Okay. Being the first one. And, and I mean, she's been ducking the show. Like she's always been <laughs> listening, but she's been on the, the back end. But what do you think about hyper masculinity or toxic masculinity? Well, I think that we need to redefine what toxic is. I hear toxic in a lot of different scenarios, toxic masculinity, toxic femininity. Um, when I think of toxic, I think of someone that is attempting to focus either like gender roles or their own ideology on other people, as opposed to allowing them to come into their own, their own being, their own authenticity, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So. Toxic is just for me, it's just somebody pushing their ideas on other people. Mm. Mm. Okay. 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 That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Herm, what you think, brother? So um when we talk about toxic masculinity, it, it seems like that is something that's been uh a point that's been driven with the Me Too movement and everything else that's been coming along. Um a lot of times what I see with the social construct, it's either all or none. Mm-hmm. And I think it's somewhere more in the middle. You know what I mean? Yes, there is a lot of things that men have been doing that should be, they should be held accountable for. You know what I mean? Like, it's never okay to sexually harass anybody. Rape, of course, is never okay. You know what I'm saying? That's got nothing to do with masculinity. You know, but, you know, like things like sometimes when you think about stuff like football takes a hit. You know, or being aggressive, being aggressive man takes a hit or being a vocal man takes a hit. So I, I'm just trying to find out what the answer is for is what's considered toxic and what's considered just being a man. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Hey, Josh, I got something for you. And I know we talked a little bit before this, but what do you think causes masculinity or hyper masculinity or toxic masculinity? Anyone that you want to Oh, that's a that's a trifocal uh, question. Yeah. Well, I I want to actually kind of divorce the concept of toxic masculinity, where I believe that there are people who are poisonous and toxic, and they're usually coming from a place of bad emotional health, and they may happen to use the instrument of masculinity to poison the well, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. Toxic people can be toxic all the time, or they can be situationally toxic or just temporarily toxic and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel that the lack of a good definition of what a man is and what a good person is, is really driving the construct of trying to double down on things that we've seen. Like I I was raised in the 80s, probably like many of you Mm -hmm. folks and I watch a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. My dad wasn't around. I learned about stuff from my friends and I'm like, oh, well, if I lift weights and play football and listen to metal and do all these things, that is what a man should do. You should be big and you should be boisterous and you should be assertive. And although some of that is true, it's not holistically true. These are constructs that are just more of guidelines than actual rules. And you can like identify archetypes and maybe learn from those folks, but you don't have to be one way or another. I think there is a huge fetishization of stoicism right now and people just, hey, I'm stoic. I don't talk about my emotions. I just, I hold it all inside. And I think that's, doesn't work for everyone. And I don't think it's good. 
No, you're absolutely right. So, Larry, with yeah. that being said, and being from St. Louis and being black, right? Yeah. I'm sure you can understand what he's talking about, but how do you how do you define being masculine and you know what type of ups and downs have you seen with that as far as being a father to a daughter? So I've seen it where I grew up, it was basically boys don't cry, men don't cry, man up, you know, be tough, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, we've all heard it just about most of us has heard it. If you're from the eighties or greater than that, but um, coming up with my daughter, it's not even about my daughter now. It's I got two sons too. I got a 16 year old and a seven year old. And I find myself saying this, same stuff that people was telling me as far as stop crying, man, up, stop whining, acting like a girl, you know, I have to catch myself and like, yo, it's okay to express yourself, express your feelings so that you don't keep it all bottled up and then you become this violent person or whatever kind of weird person later on in life because you don't know how to express your feelings. So right. I think we're in a time now where it's like we're kind of reversing the whole masculinity thing and and we're kind of, you know, it's still okay to be a man, but we're like, it's okay to express yourself and, and get your feelings out so that you don't keep it all bottled up and then explode when you get to like, you know, junior high school or high school. And it's like, we don't know what's wrong with him. He just spazzes out for no reason. Hmm. It's, they don't have an outlet. Then that's just my opinion. They, yeah. they, we, we were so taught to be so tough that we don't know how to express ourselves. And I, I'm dealing with that even as a, as a married man of uh, 12 years, you know, I still have that. I don't know how to express myself. You know what I mean? When it comes to feelings, I kind of shy away from that. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can attest to that. Mish, what you have? You had your hands up. Oh, yes. Well, I think we need to start thinking of masculinity as more of a social concept. It's um, something that we're indoctrinated, like, you know, from our previous generations, we, we indoctrinate our sons to believe a certain way. Um, and then our sons or who we are, we indoctrinate, you know, the future generation. And we have to think about why we did that in the first place. Why are we indoctrinating our children to be a certain way, men to be a certain way, as opposed to educating them on just being a man? Because they are already a man. That's yeah. up to the individual, not to how society's definition of what a man is. Only that one individual has a right to define what it means to be a man mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's up to you. And it's on a spectrum. It's not just black or white. It's a spectrum. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, listen, we got a, um, we got a comment. Oh, oh, hold on. We got a comment from David on, on live. He says, I think hyper or toxic masculinity is a learned behavior that is reinforced at a younger age when their behavior is given a pass by young ladies, peers, coaches, and parents. Mm. Mm. What you guys think about that? So do you think that a lot of what we view masculinity is has been reinforced or actually indoctrinated from our own in-home culture. You know what I'm saying? So that's just something to throw out there if you got something to speak on it. But I see, Herm, you got your hand up. What you think, brother? So, so when we talk about emotions, right, um, men were always taught not to lead with emotions. You know what I'm saying? We were supposed to be the logical, you know what I'm saying, the more strategic thinker of the sexes. You know what I'm saying? Just throwing that out there, right? Mm -hmm. 
So so is that is that still wrong? You know what I mean? Not to be led by your emotions, you know what I'm saying? And and thinking like taking a step back and just thinking like, look, let me think this thing through. Um because I see a lot of talk show hosts talk about this stuff when they talk about people in sports, um, not leading with your emotions and leading with like, strategic thinking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What y'all think about that? Mm. Is I that think all? that's what that's where we're at in today's in today's society. Like, there's so much information about emotional intelligence and all this, you know, how to channel and get your emotions out and being resilient and all the stuff that we're learning being military folks that. I think that's where we're at, man. It's not it's not just about lashing out and being a man. It's like kind of kind of controlling your emotions, so to speak. And and there's a better way and there's other avenues to get to express yourself. Yeah, I believe that. What you think, Josh? You back on? You good? You're probably gonna hear some pit bulls barking. I apologize if that happens. Um they are my babies and they're spoiled. Hi, Blue. <laughs> Sorry, Might see one. I, I agree with uh, Misha on this where it is really up to the person to define that and it's a spectrum and it's a dynamic spectrum where it may change from 23 to 24 to 25. Yes. And yes, there is a cultural aspect of it and it comes along and people are feeding you and you get that feedback from the outside. But by just saying that those are the folks that allow you to get away with it, that's almost blaming the victim where you have to also look inside of yourself and see what you identify as a problem. And I would say that if you're a man and you're not willing to be vulnerable, I think that's a sign of emotional unwell-being. Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and uh, Herm, I see your hand up, and I just want to touch on that. I do believe that there is an emotional issue going on internally, okay? If you feel as though you can't be who you are or if you can't express who you are there's something going on with you and i really do believe that um that's the time to um entertain getting some type of help right some psychological help seriously okay some serious psychological help and for those of you that if this is your first time really um tuning in to the lions then we're talking about hyper masculinity and i'm gonna give you a quick definition of what that is okay it's the psychological term for the exaggeration of male stereotypical behavior okay such as an emphasis on physical uh, strength aggression and sexuality okay and what we're talking about is not just the being hyper uh masculine but also toxic how can an individual be toxic within that masculinity and expecting individual or saying, hey, this is what it is to be masculine? Miss, did you have something to add? I did. Well, um, I think people are just people. We keep saying, you know, man, woman, we're talking about emotions and things like that. But people are people. We operate in two different modes. It's either fear or love. Fear is something that tries to control people's appearance, like the, the way that person views them. Love is talking about more authenticity. It's being yourself, being comfortable. Whereas fear is like, well, um, I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of being ostracized. I have to create this mask of who I am as a person in order to be accepted. As opposed to love is just saying, I love me. I love who I am. Who I am as a person is how I define myself and how I'm going to project myself into society. And that, that love that you put out there, people are going to accept it. And that's what 
all people need to sort of understand. Hold on one minute, guys. Let me hold that thought. Hey, um, I got a caller. Are you there? Hello? Uh-oh, hold on one minute, guys. Hold on. Let me get him connected. We got a call already. Okay, Shoo, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, can you can y'all hear him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Shoo. You're yeah. live, man, at the Lions Den. How you feeling? Hey, I'm good, man. Sorry it took me so long to come in, man. I just kind of read up on the uh, on the topic of mm -hmm. the topic of the, the manly man or being too masculine or <laughs> yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah, hyper-masculinity. Hyper yeah, what you got? Yeah, so basically, man, I, I I understand, you know, I'm a man's man, I'm a daddy's man. I'm a daddy's boy, you know, my pops yeah. is gone and I was raised a certain way. You know, um, I, I think like what we see today is you see, you don't see a lot of that on how it used to be. And uh, not to take it off the men, but you, you see a lot of women that have played roles of what a man is supposed to play. And go. now when, a, when, a, when they meet a real man, man, a uh, manly man, it's a conflict because it's almost like uh, they may they may come across as too strong, and you know, I hate to use the word strong as a as in the opposite of weak, but of just too much of wanting me to be something other than I am because of what they may have experienced there in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, me, me personally, uh, just, just to make a joke, my my, my fiance called me a caveman the other day, and I laughed. <laughs> Because I tell her, hey, I, I'm I'm the man. You know, there's only one, uh, you know, set of pants in this family. I, I, I still think like that. I still think that um, uh, a man should be the head of the household. I understand that women uh, bring a, more, a lot more to the table. We're out of the days of, oh, you cook, clean, and I go home and bring home the bacon and you fry it up in the pan. But I think what we need to find is that happy medium. There and uh, being a father of a daughter and then more fearing for her of like, what kind of man are you gonna find out here? Did I show you the right thing as a man? I'm not with your mother anymore, but what role do I play in showing my daughter what a man looks like? Um, comparing sometimes thinking that sometimes your daughters can start looking at you like you're their man instead of their father. Mm. And that's some deep stuff, man. So this is, I'm not gonna go on and on, but, uh, that was really a topic. I'm, I'm glad to call in. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. That, that's my take on it, man. And I, I just, um, you know, just wanted to give my two cents, my brother. All right. Hey, I appreciate you, Shoot. Hey, and hey, you stay up, man, and stay inside, all right? Wash your hands. All right. All right. Okay, I'm, oh, definitely. I'm, I'm going to stay on and listen now. Can I stay on and listen? Yeah, yeah, you can still listen. <laughs> you can stay on and listen, bro. All I'm right. Going, I'm going to You got a caller to ask him a question, Seth. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, chime in. Oh, wait, hold on, we, we got, we got Herm. Go ahead, Herm. Yo, so when I talk about an attack on manhood, what that caller just talked about is what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Because I do, I do agree with him to an extent, right? I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kick it back to a show that most of us know. Good times. Oh, John Evans. Boy, let me tell you something, that was a daddy. You get what right, you know what I'm saying? So. When you look at, when I look at him, you know what I'm saying? Even for people, now I, I ain't going to say I didn't have a father, but even for people that didn't have a father, they look at that cat and be like, you know what? That's the man of the family. And even the mom, you know what I'm saying, was strong in her own right. They complimented each other about how they was going to raise their kids. He was a strong, stoic type, you know what I'm saying, that was about direct action. And she was the caring mother, you know what I'm saying, that was, you know, that was nurturing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, are we, are we saying that that's no longer 
how it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like, what are we saying when we talk about what is masculinity, what's hyper-masculinity? Because a lot of people look at him and be like, yo, he's a caveman. So, you know what? And someone just asked a question. Your hands yeah. up. You can lower that. But so, uh, Miss Lily Wilson asked, in your definition, what is manhood? And I would like us all to kind of um, touch on that, especially you, Mish. All right. <laughs> what do you think as far as being a woman? But also you, Herm. Be, or not or just Herm, but Larry and you, Josh, because we talked about this earlier as far as, okay, I'm the man of my household. So I feel as though the man is supposed to lead. But also, there's some things that I'm just not smart on. And I can't right. like, yo, just because I'm the man and I may not get it, but shit, I'm the man. So it's going to work. You get what I mean? So let's think about that. I want to do this kind of like a round robin starting with you, Josh. What you think, brother? Well, as uh, we had talked about, and it wasn't live, I personally do not believe that there is a head of household. And I will respectfully disagree with the last caller on some of the concepts where my wife at the end and I, we try to do our best to vacillate back and forth between who is more capable of doing the job. She works for a bank. She is much smarter when it comes to finances. She can garden. She is much more empathic. So if someone needs to actually talk to someone, I will try to support comes to say logisticians or just moving heavy things i'm going to take the role i think in 2020 to say that there is a head of household i don't agree with where people can be more decisive on some aspects and not and that doesn't make you the head of the household every decision that we should make any big decision should be working together to get and i'm gonna throw it out there about like defining you know masculinity in that term where i'm a 300 pound power lifter heavily tattooed i have i listen to metal i drive a truck i've uh, lost blood at concerts and stuff like that but on the other side i'm trying to open up and be vulnerable with my wife and communicate and like i love fairy tales and stuff like that so by just Pigeonholding yourself as this is the archetype, I think that's wrong. I think we are much more dynamic. I think we're much more complex beings than just, I'm a manly man. I think we have to look inside of ourselves and identify what we truly like and realize that there's this huge swath of who we are and we should probably talk about all these things. Yeah. All right. So basically, Josh, you're saying you're just a big red head uh, teddy bear. And that's, <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Roger, they call me Cinnabear sometimes. <laughs> hey, so I like it. I want to get up there to you, Mish. What you think? Well, I think Herm hit on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he said complimentary. And then so did Josh. It's about complimentary, um, being in a complimentary relationship. You both have strengths in this relationship. You both have something that you're bringing to the table. There's not really a head of household. You're, you're um, together on this. You're a team. There's a balance. There's a oneness that I think that people need to start considering that you're, bring, you're both bringing something to the table. You're both each other's helpmate. <laughs> and um, this concept of like the manly man, you know, I mean, I love manly men. I guess you could say, but I love the, like I said, a spectrum of a man, you know, a conscious man, a man who understands his emotions and is able to relate them. Um, the person I'm dating, he is like that. He is very strong man. He is a very conscious man as well. You know, he has, he's authentic 
and he talks about his emotions very clearly. If we have different disagreements, he communicates them. And that, I think, is just going into that love for yourself and understanding who you are as a person to be able to present that to someone and come into a conscious relationship. Okay, so it sounds like you're dating a man with sensitivity, which is all right. Uh, I know. No, I'm dating a man. Sensitivity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're bro. You're killing it. No, but yo, go ahead, Larry. What you think, brother? Yeah, I, I think I fall into that root of uh, that the role of the of the caveman. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was raised that the man is the man of the house. I was also raised that I saw women. You know, I guess I would say late 80s, early 90s, where women started becoming more independent and started doing a lot of independent things that, that, that you know, become, you know, I guess the head of the household as well. But I grew up, all my uncles or whatever, they were the man. I mean, they were the man of the house. And the woman runs it, don't get me wrong, but the men were the kind of the, the, the stabilizers, so to speak. Mm. So that's kind of how I grew up. So that's kind of how we run our household. Don't get me wrong, my wife has say so just as, I do, and we kind of make those complimentary decisions that you guys were speaking on, but, you know, I feel like how she was raised, how I was raised, you know, the man was raised to be the protector, the provider, the security guy, and so that's just how I, it's ingrained in me. It probably won't ever change, but I do see it changing in today's society to where it's kind of like, it's an even playing field. And you know what? So... Amber, she touched on this, and Josh, he just did, and I'm glad he did, as far as why don't we uh, question the, this construct. And also, to your point, Mishler, I believe that <clears throat> being in a relationship, just like a brain, you have your left and your right hemispheres. You get what I'm saying? One cannot just solely work without the other. You can't, right? There has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. So the question comes into play. Um, how do you think social media, how do you think social media or media in general, in general is fostering this type of thought process? But I want y'all to table that because we got to talk about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all don't know about uh, Kevlar's Grill, they located outside the back gate at Scott Air Force Base, okay, at the VFW Post 41. Eight, three, all right. The address is 1516 Old State Route 158. Listen, their food is amazing. Really and good. It's really good. It's the truth. It's the truth, truth. And they have Grubhub. So it's no excuse to get some of that good food. You understand what I'm saying? So you can call them. The number is 618-416-5700. One more time. 618-416-5700. So, Herm, bro, what do you think as far so, as, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. So the previous question, right? Yeah. One thing I want to add to that, then I'm going to get to the social media construct. Mm -hmm. to, in order to be a real leader, you got to understand what you're weak at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if, if I'm supposed to be leading my household, mm -hmm. I need a lady that's going to be able to support me you know what I'm saying? She got to be more than just fine. You know what I mean? She got to be more than just that. She got to be able to help me grow at where I'm weak at. And I, I need to be a man, you know what I'm saying, that's able to lead her. If that's what if that's what my belief is. Because not every man is meant to lead. You know what I'm saying? And not every woman is meant to be led. You know what I'm saying? So if I, if I got, if I have, if I'm with somebody, right, and she, I got to know, like, okay, where am I weak at? 
I can't read. We all know this. We've talked about this before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so she's going to help me in that aspect. You know what I'm saying? She's going to help me with my organization. She's going to help me with some sort of management. You know what I'm saying? And then and I, in turn, provide, you know what I'm saying, whatever I'm good at. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm good at. You know what I'm saying? I provide that. You know what I mean? And I think you cannot lead, you know what I'm saying, or consider yourself a leader unless you can identify that. You know what I mean? But as far as the social construct goes, social media opened the game up for everything. Yeah. So the thing is, just to to go back to Josh's point, you know, why don't we question this? So, so Josh, you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Absolutely. This is something that I'm personally dealing with where when people say this is how I was raised, okay, well, I'm going to be honest. You said something earlier about therapy. I've been in therapy for about six years. I came from a very interesting, shall we say, background where I wasn't really taught very good things and I had to unlearn that. And what I'm trying to do now is I try to question everything, not, not with any malice or anything like that, but why things the way they are and if they are changing in 2020 with mores changing why aren't we questioning this this idea of just like having a head of household and being manly like that seems like a simple answer as opposed to having dynamic thought process where you think about it identify things you work through it you identify where your weakness is you grow the only way to grow is to actually question how you look at the world change your perspective so by just saying hey this is this is it you know I, I, I have a problem with that because I'm questioning who I am now and I will question myself in the future. And as things move from 2020 and hopefully things get better and more progressive that we can uh, see how the world changes because the world is constantly changing. It's just us mired in our con constructs and ideas now that I think negatively affect us. Okay, and I agree. So one of our caller or not callers, watchers, Miss Lily Wilson, she asks, what is your definition of being a man. So if you think about it, this goes past, you know, genetics, right? What mm -hmm. constitutes you being a man? Like I personally think um, being a man, and this is just my opinion, I can be way off. No, if it's my opinion, I'm on point, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is. So <laughs> talk your shit. Of being a man is being ready no matter what. Okay. And then also understanding, you know, who I am as an individual. So if you think about it, what I'm explaining is not just being a man, but also being aware. So a man and woman can be aware. So with that being, with that being said, me personally, I know I am Seth Miller and understanding my makeup. Okay. I can be assertive. I can be also sensitive. I can do that. So I believe being a man is being able to uh, to be wise enough to not necessarily manipulate, but to control my emotions and then also to use my emotions to get the result that I'm looking for from me personally, because genetically I'm a man. So how do I utilize that? You feel me? What you think, uh, Larry, what you think about that as far as what do you think a man is? Me, I think a man is somebody that's being able to stand on a, own ten toes and hold their own, like in a, in a very genetic way and in a very uh, simple, simplistic way too. I don't really get all complex on what it is to be a man because naturally there's male and there's female 
and then we're always what it is to be a man. But to have a definite answer, I really don't know. Uh, it probably goes into what Josh was saying. It's something we're still learning. But from what I know in my 37 years of living, it's to be that provider, that protector, and, and that security blanket for my family. Mm-hmm. That's what I think a man is. Herm, what you think a man is, brother, besides a no. good singer? Because if that's the case, no. then I'm already there, man. <laughs> what you think? So, so a lot of times when I'm dealing with when I'm dealing with women, um, they want to be able to feel safe. You know what I'm saying? Safe and safe and secure. You know what I'm saying? So being able to provide that, you know what I mean? Being some being when somebody is with me, they feel like they are safe and they are secure. Yes. Um I'm I'm not I'm I'm not always gonna be the smartest, you know what I'm saying, the most articulate, most well spoken, you know what I'm saying? But I'm always going to be naturally me and I'm I'm a protector like Larry was talking about. I'm a protector, you know what I mean? That that's that's my role. And you right? know and you I, know to, to add to that, not to cut you off too. Oh but, yeah, bro. And I do agree. I do agree. You know, and there's some times when you really got to put on your your, your man man draws, you know, and right. Because you never know. You got. The- you both can't be running from the spider, dog. Yeah, right. You both can't run from that motherfucker. Somebody got to kill it. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always the go-to guy to do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The go-to guy, even if it ain't a spider, it just look like one. You <laughs> and, and, uh, and my other definition for a man is is if you if you want to be the leader, right, um, you got to accept the responsibility of where your family is going to go. You know what I'm saying? You can't point your fingers at this, that, and the other, man. I do still believe that there are roles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and I, I understand what Josh was talking about, things is why question why things are the way they are. I agree with that for the most part, but there are still roles, you know what I'm saying, that you know, nobody's arguing about who's about to cut the grass. Right. Oh watch the car. We know what the hell we know what the hell time it is. You know what I'm saying? So there's still roles as far as how a family construct is, you know what I'm saying, and and um, when it becomes with with a man and a woman. So you know, leave it at that. Okay, and I can dig that. So Mish, here's a question for you. Can you identify a man outside of his genetic makeup to what you believe a man is? All right, a manly man, if that's a such. What is a man to you? Yeah, what's a man to you? And can you identify him? Are you asking me what I'm like, what a man is, or what I'm attracted to? Because, <laughs> like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, like I said, I I've seen men on a spectrum. You know what I'm saying? When I was growing up, you know, it was it was David Bowie and Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. I, all right, all right. We have a whole spectrum of men, and I love them all. <laughs> okay. So, what's a man so, to you? What does it mean to me? Mm-hmm. It really comes down to what he defines himself as. I mean, is he comfortable in his own skin? Is he able to just be himself? Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. You know, God, the be- humanness. The humanness. A humanist. So, hey, Josh, do you feel as though, and I know you said that you're still, you know, you're working at it and, and, and all of that. Sure. How do you feel you are in this life right now? You're what, 38? 37. I'll be 38 actually later this month. Oh, boom. You're Aries. Ooh, Aries. What? No, no. I'm actually a Taurus. No. Uh, hey, you know what? hey, that's okay. You're close to Aries. So we <laughs> go get 
<laughs> so there you go. So what do you feel as, as far as, um, you know, what a man is? And do well, you think you're close to that or already there and it's just a work in progress? Well, again, very layered question. I appreciate it. I think it's, it's hard to define, but I, I made a little note down on my scratch, Pat. I think generally you have to be ethical and moral. I'm separating the two. If, if you're generally spiritual, I, I associate that with uh, morality, but ethics and morality are kind of the same thing. You have to be an ethical person. You have to be a responsible person. Hopefully you're empathetic because if you don't have any empathy, you're a psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hopefully you can communicate. Um, I'm learning that I need to communicate more and then uh, work on your patience. And those are the big five that I have written down. I wasn't other than ethical and responsible. Like I was not anything before this, before I met a Dia who has uh, improved my life greatly before I went to therapy, before I did all that stuff. So it's, it's one of those targets that you'll never hit, but you just try to go and we're doing some family planning. And that's something that like, I want to be the representative of whatever I have. If it's a he, she, they, that they can look at me and be like, okay, that that's a construct of someone that I think is, is a man, is a good person. And I almost think it's a good person and being a man is a becoming a colloquialism because there are women that can fill that role too. There you go. Now, I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went there. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Let, wait, who had their hand up first? Herm? Oh, you the only one can see it. Oh, yeah. you ain't put it down. All right, go ahead, Herm. Go no, ahead. I did raise my hand, but go ahead, Larry. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm about to flip the strip, so if we want to stay on this, we can. I, I, got, I, I got a question for Josh. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Herm. Shoot, bro. Yo, yo Josh. All right, mm-hmm. so you, how long have you been a power lifter? I've been competitively powerful lifting for 11 years. 11 years. So, I mean, so me working in the fitness industry and I've sure. worked out with power lifters, mm-hmm. I understand somewhat the power lifter mind construct as well as a lot of bodybuilders and stuff like that. Right? Sure. Don't be a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That kind of like the mindset, like, yo, it doesn't matter what's going on. You need to go ahead and get your PR. Yep. Right. Yep. What, what, what do you think about that as far as, you know what I'm saying? Being a man, you know what I'm saying? And, and being in sports and, and being competitive the way you are. Do you need to be, do you need that toxic masculinity masculinity to, to be successful in that? I honestly don't think so at all. Uh, okay. Many of my friends that I power lift with are pretty open people. We actually have, it's almost a social club where we, we really talk about our feelings and how relationships work like in between sets it's kind of weird wow. it'll be like villager escape plan playing which is very very like heavy stuff or maybe some wu-tang clan or something like that and then we'll be talking about how we see the lgbtq plus uh spectrum and how transgender people should be or not accepted in the federations and how we feel about certain things it becomes this weird brotherhood where you see these burly dudes generally heavily tattooed talking about stuff and yeah you can't just keep pushing it either because if you don't cycle back and kind of take a step back you never heal so same thing with like um masculinity like if, if you're pushing it in the construct of like strength you need to tone it back every once in a while. And in that case, it's, it's listening to other people and seeing how they react and really trying to talk about how you feel about stuff. Because 
what we do is something that most normal people don't do. So clearly you have something wrong yeah. uh, with you. And I originally got into this to, to prove to people that I was strong. I just fell in love with it. So I got into it for the wrong reasons, but I'm staying with it because it helps me. I, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does, man. I appreciate that too. Okay. I never knew. Yeah. I never heard that perspective from a powerlifter before, but it is well appreciated, man. It's good to know you still able to get it in. And think about other shit as well, dude. We yeah. like we later on if you want, we can go a tangent about you know stuff that we've talked about, like how we've opened up, how we I've confronted yeah. certain people about uh, negative things said, um, you know, whether it be sexist, racist, misogynist stuff like that. It's like, dude, you can't do that. So, and that's the thing. So the uh, preconceived preconceived notion when it comes down to powerlifting is that it's all testosterone. It is, yeah. That's and, what you and, think. Right, that's what you think, and that's not the case. But go ahead, Larry. You was about to flip the script. You about to stir it up a little bit. Hey, yeah, I'm about to stir it up a little bit, right? Because we're talking about what is a man, the role of a man, and all this stuff, right? <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm talking about with, with where we are in society now, all right? If you got a man that stays at home, and let's say the roles are switch, and the woman is the breadwinner, she goes out and she works, she do all that, and the man stays at home, and he's a stay-at-home dad. What is our perceptions of that, right? Ooh, goodness. We look at the man Love. totally different Love versus it. when a, when a man it. goes out and work and a woman stays at home, we perfectly okay with that. So I know it's a cultural thing and we got to question all these things, but right. that is hard to do sometimes. We still have these biases in you our do. brains that so, we cannot hold on. Wait, wait. So hold that. Hold that, Herm. What you think, Mish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I was in a situation once where I was dating someone where I was going to give him the option to stay at home. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Way to make you at art. Right, I'm joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Second, but I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, naturally dominant. And so uh, I was in a previous relationship or whatever, where if he was going to stay home, because I'm, uh, can we cuss? Can yeah, we we're grown. Uh, I'm sort of an asshole in this respect. And so <laughs> I, I was gonna let him stay home mm -hmm. as long, but like I, I don't believe in gender roles. But in this moment in time, because of my um, dominant personality, he had some rules if that was what was gonna occur. And so <laughs> I was really sort of looking forward to having somebody like you know work out and just cook and be available. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> a sex slave. You know what? All right. So look, you. All right. Yeah. I'm serious. Hey, you go thumb up it? You go thumb up it, John? <laughs> Let me find that. That's my career field. Yeah. All right. Josh, what you think, Josh? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, uh, two of my very, very good powerlifting, one of which is a world-class athlete, he is currently a stay-at-home father. Mm, and right, right. another dude he did it for a couple years and then i kind of switched out and then got hired from another company but i'm telling you right now man if adia could make bruh you go together <laughs> i would totally stay home i'm good at cooking i'm good at cleaning like i would have more time to lift i mean hopefully like we would have kids and i could take care of them but yeah i think whoever can stay home they should if they want to i mean it doesn't matter yeah. man or woman and, and you know what? And I just want to jump on that real quick because I don't know if you guys has watch, have watched the um, the CJ Walker, you know, uh, movie. And I think it just um, 
exemplifies a stereotype of how men feel when their woman is progressing okay in their career now it happens today but deep down inside there are certain men that just can't dig it right they say well you know i'm the man and I need to be bringing home the bacon and so, or your business need to have a man face or need to have a man connotation. You get so, what I mean? Go ahead. Hermes. So, so, so bro, Hey, I saw the same documentary. One, one rebuttal I have of that is, mm-hmm. man, she did him so wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she made him feel less of a man in that documentary, but I do agree. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you less of a man if you were stay at home because right. it's like I said, but again, you know what I'm saying? It's like I said before, if you're a leader, you know what, what you're strong at and what you're weak at. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you less of a man or less of anything. If, look, I'm the caretaker. I'm good at cooking, cleaning, you know what I'm saying? Making sure the good, kids are good. We saving money on daycare. If I stay at home, my woman is a professional. You know what I'm saying? She's able to go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me less of a man if I recognize that. I think that it makes you more of a man if you could swallow your pride and recognize, look, I'm not good at that. Right. Best I'll be is bagging groceries right now. So, so let me jump in here real quick. Go ahead. And I'll say this. That's all good in theory, right? <laughs> if it's agreement between you and the significant other, and as long as you guys got that understanding, nothing else matters. But let's be honest with humans. And when the outside chatter comes into the household, it plays a part, though. So like, let's now, get realistic fight? about it. Can you fight? Because that's my answer. If you can fight, you ain't got to worry about what the outside chatter is. He's so stupid. But, but it gets to you, though. Right. So listen. It gets um, to you. I promise it does. So look, and, and I want to chime in on that, and but then throw another subject out there before we wrap on up. But I really do believe that if you have that union with your significant other, you know, you have to not only make sure that you guys are on the same page, but that, hey, we know that the... Uh, society thinks this way, okay? And our friends, and that's another thing too, you have to realize that sometimes your friends ain't shit, right. all right? And that's, <laughs> right. that's the fact, right? And then what they would do is they will low-key talk about things that, well, you know, your man should be doing this. Okay, so now we need to protect each other. Now you need to make sure your woman is able to protect you. And you have to right. be able to protect right her when it comes down to those infiltrators. But anyway, I want to go to this and and this is about to hit it. All right. This is about to hit it. I want y'all to think about our culture. All right. Now we got Josh white cat with a damn white dog on his lap. All right. (laughs) So we got Josh white man. Black too. Goddamn. Right. He black. Hey, whatever. (laughs) He's mixed. Kind of like you, but see, he he's he's light skinned like oh you. man. <laughs> hey, but then, but then we got Miss. So, but what I want you guys to kind of touch on, if you will, before we wrap it on up, what is your thoughts as far as cultural masculinity? And I want to ask you, Josh. So you're married to a African American woman, right? And so, has she ever expressed what she feels as though a uh, masculine man should be? And did it come off as though she wasn't talking about masculinity, but she was talking about a black man in that role? Uh, to be 100% honest, I don't think we ever did have a conversation like that. She has mentioned that one of the things that she liked about me was just being a bigger dude and uh, being communicative and stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. do believe that 
there are cultural aspects, uh, not only cultural, but regional and generational that do affect your idea of what being a man is. And uh, I can see when I go over, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff like that, where I'm not really into sports and there's the, at least where I'm going is there's an expectation that, you know, we're watching the NBA or the NFL and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll sit in, I'll, I'll modulate, but <laughs> not really my thing. I'm more of like, I'm going to lift weights and play Castlevania. I'm going to nerd out. But, I love um, it. You see, you get what I'm I saying. I love it, man. No, and and yeah. I can dig that too, right? Yeah. So, but with that being said, it's kind of hard if you're with a, let's say, someone of another race and their culture is, hey, listen, you need to jump on this grill because all the men in my family know how to barbecue, but you know how to play Zelda. What's up with that? You get what I'm saying? No, I mean, that 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 makes sense where, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's, especially in larger gatherings, uh, yes. And I came from a very small family, so big families kind of weird me out because I'm like, there's this hierarchical construct where you know, <laughs> people know about other people's shit. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang out and like, I'm going to help where I can. Right. And that's where, you know, I kind of, I, I engage with people, I talk to people. And then I just kind of like, I follow my wife in that, uh, her lead in that case, because she's like, you know, she'll lead conversation. So I don't step into like something that might have been a family issue. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, it's, it's been interesting uh, learning coming from a very, very, you know, I am very pasty. I did like 23 and me. I'm like almost pure snow and, uh, going and talking, uh, to and learning about other cultures is, uh, is, has been interesting and yeah. good. I've, I've grown a lot. And uh, you know, thanks for having me on here. I don't know if I'm the first white dude on here, but no, no, you're not. Oh, man, no, being like, with that, man. You know okay. You don't sound like an asshole. No, 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 just because it's a lion's den, don't mean it's the black lion's den. Fair enough. Yeah. Bitch, that's not even a black lion in Africa. You know, I know. I'm, I'm going to have to mute your mic, Josh. But anyway, what you think, Mish, what you think about that as far as do you think masculinity is uh, culturally or have you seen that uh, there's a difference within you know how an individual because I'm, I'm I'm not sure I'm just assuming that if you dated individuals with other races you know other races that they view masculinity as different what do you think about that oh yeah I'm an equal opportunity employer mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> okay I mean um when it comes down to it I only care if about if they accept me Mm. you know um if they accept me for who i am then i don't really care about the cultural thing Mm. you know i when it comes from a love standpoint i'm going to accept who you present to me Mm -hmm. who you present to me who you say you are as a man that's who i'm gonna love that's who i don't care about this outside noise of what culture tells me or dictates whatever it's about me and you that's that's us that's you right. know what I'm saying? And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And depending on who he is, I will make a balance. You know, if he is strong in one area, then I will be weak in one area. Not weak, but like, you know, I will create a balance in our relationship so we can have that compliment, complimentary. I'm messing that word up. Um, all right. You can compliment but, each other. Yeah. All right. yeah I'm not the can... only one messing up words. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> comments. So it's all good. <laughs> But no, I feel you, Mish. So, so, hey, Herm, and I'm going to get with you in a minute, Larry, but what is your thought process? Because you being biracial, right? So is it a difference, right? So now you, and I've, I know yeah. you've expressed this before as far as being with your mom a lot. Did she express a different type of masculinity from the Korean standpoint versus 
what you've seen with your friends as being African-American. So I'm going to tell you something that you probably would never think that the Korean construct and the African-American construct is almost similar. You know what I mean? Um, The Korean construct is a little more strict. They would never have a conversation about if the man is the head of the the household because the man is the head of of the the household, period. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, so they they are still trying to come to age now. If you you talk to the newer, like the um, the younger generation, they're coming they're coming around a little bit faster. But it's they are still in the hierarchy of respect your elders and the man is in charge of the household. You get what I'm saying? So, right. um, when when I think about my black side, it's a little bit more lax. The the hierarchy on my black side is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the hierarchy on a lot of pe- black people's side is Bro. the grandmother. When you look at the patriarch of the family, is yeah. the she grandmother. Is you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like when I look, the who's in charge of the family on my black side of the family? My grandmother. Mm-hmm. Not my grandfather. I don't even know who the hell he is. You know what I mean? It's my grandmother. Okay. So think about that for a second. No, as we talk it. about this. No, right? well, a lot of the a lot of the male figures play a a, a back row part, and I can speak for that on my side of the family anyway, because I got I got like nine. Who, who's and the house? Run the family, family reunions, and they run the family gatherings, and the whole nine. But it's the men that play the role in the background, though. They but the hierarchy is who? Hmm? Who's the hierarchy? The hierarchy would be the the females. And I don't right. want to say it's it. like, I got to be careful how I word my words here. <laughs> right. The like, hierarchy is the females, but I believe it's because the males kind of play that role and let them have it. Though so it's not like okay. they force mm-hmm. it. It's like they let them have it. That's your role. My weakness is probably not leading the family. My 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 strength is, hey, I'm the, I'm the financer. Like, I got the money. I, hey, whatever you want, here, here's the funds to do that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel it goes. And then they let them run the show. Okay. They don't want to deal with all that. Let them have it. I mean, if you want to run the show, why not run the show? You know what? Hey, that's a good one. Hey, I agree with that, Larry. I mean, hey, I, that's the same with my family as well. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And but with that being said, I believe that um, not just with what we do in the Lions Den, we want to celebrate leadership, growth, development, and also action. But hopefully, individuals that's been watching this has learned something. If not learn something from us, but learn something new from other individuals, and you know, struck a nerve. Thank you, Josh, for coming on in. You know what I'm saying? And Mish for coming on in, right? Took you long enough. I know, right? (laughs) Right, right. Hey, keep in mind, they've they've been watching for a minute. And but I do want to thank y'all and everybody that's watching live. Um, make sure you guys stick around and because I got a message for y'all. But everyone that's listening now on the podcast, we will see you next week. This is the Lions Den. And if we don't do it, who else will? We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, 
on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.